0: You are listening to the Purposed Heart Ministries podcast with Dr. Craig Gilbert. Prepare to be enlightened, entertained, and move to grow as you hear practical advice on building and enriching the experience of worship at your church. And now, Dr. Craig Gilbert. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Purposed Heart Ministries podcast. Our podcast is here to help you with any and all aspects of church planning and development, but with a special emphasis on congregational worship. I am your host, Dr. Craig Gilbert, founder and lead consultant of Purpose Heart Ministries, and I'm happy as always to be with you each week as we talk about the important issues that so many churches must face each and every day. If you would, please help us share this podcast in your favorite social media sites or by word of mouth. Your help is critical if we're going to spread the message of good worship practices, good worship thought. Uh, If you are finding blessing in what we're talking about, obviously I would hope that you'd want to share that with others. Uh, It'd be a great blessing to me if you were to uh, take a link and post it on your Facebook page or your Twitter page or Instagram or whatever your favorite mobile site is, uh, social site is and uh, let people know about this very free uh, uh, resource for worship leaders. Uh, So... I hope everybody had a great week, and I hope you had time to really uh, ponder the wares of worship uh, as we look at New New Year, New Ministry, and we talked about the difference between a revision and a resolution. So we're looking at revisions in our current worship services and our current worship practices. Uh, last week, we talked about finding new wares. This week, we're going to talk about finding new wins. So just like last week... Um, when I asked you to consider uh, some radical, possibly new places to uh, try your uh, ministries out and not necessarily create a new ministry, but simply do the ministry that you're doing now in a new and different place, um, I am going to talk to you this week about the, about the wins. And I told you that each and every week I'll give you some examples to kind of stir and, and stimulate your uh, thought process. Uh, and I hope that last week, as we talked about the wares, uh, that you were um, challenged to start thinking about new places to do ministry. The ministries that you're already doing gave you some examples. And so this week we'll do the same thing with the wins. And so I'm gonna start off by not by win. I mean W H E N, not W I N. Uh, hopefully every time you get together, you're a win. W I N, a winner. But uh, the wins, the W-H-E-Ns, uh, the times that you do it, we talked about places, let's talk about times. Uh, so there are a few things to consider when you're looking at the ministries that you already do, and we're just doing these little revisions uh, and looking for new ways to do the ministries that we already do. Um, and and looking at the win is, a, is really a big aspect, especially in today's culture. Um, there are so many people, and I'm going to guess that every single one of you listening to this podcast is one of them. There are so many people whose schedules are so jam packed. Uh, there's no room for anything else. Um, you probably are perfectly fine on Sunday mornings because you're probably working, uh, in a church, but there are a lot of people for whom going to church on Sunday morning is just not feasible, um, uh, I worked with a, I, I consulted with a church who 80% of the people in their church were uh, members of the service community. They, and I don't mean a military service. I mean, uh, they worked in food service. Uh, they worked in property service. Uh, there were, they, they worked in some sort of service or retail industry. And for people who work in service and retail, Sunday is not a day off. In fact, Sunday morning, a lot of times is not even an option for whether they work or not. Uh, I know some churches that work in um, holiday in, in uh, uh, vacation communities where working on the weekends is just expected because you know a significant portion of the revenue for that community uh, comes from the service industries and comes from vacationers. Well, vacationers are rarely there on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, but they are certainly there on the weekends. And so you may work in a community, you may be serving and ministering in a community where there's a high representation of service industry folks who cannot be there on a Sunday morning. Or, you know, I have to say, there are so many times I have sat in a um, meeting of leadership and, uh, having grown up in the church, you know, I really understand this way of thinking, but I have sat in these, um, meetings and I, I tell you what, if one more person blames Sunday morning soccer or Sunday morning baseball for the declining, uh, Attendance in a church, uh, I I tell you, I'm just going to lose my mind because, you know, how easy is it for us not to look at ourselves and blame sports uh, for the declining membership in our churches, the declining attendance in our churches? We're just going to blame culture. It's all culture's fault. Well, the one thing I know for a fact. Uh, is that we can meet people where they are and uh, and then sometimes uh, convince them that where we would like them to be is worth the effort. Uh, I know from, from experience that people will make room for things that they value. And uh, if they value sports over your church, well, uh, hey, I hate to say this, but there may be something to be said about that. It may be your church that needs to be looked at, but um, let's just go with the fact that your church is great, and and that's not the case. But yet, these people still can't come to church because of select ball or select volleyball or whatever it is. There's all kinds of um, all kinds of sports. Uh, so we've talked about service industry, retail, sports. There's all different kinds of reasons why people may or may not be able to uh, experience your ministry at the time. That you are um, asking them to. And so, what would uh, church look like? Uh, what would your ministry look like? What would worship look like? What would your music ministry look like if it happened at a different time? Now, you know, I grew up, uh, I'm probably one of the last, uh, I'll go ahead and tell you, I'm 54 years old, and I'm probably one of the last uh, groups of people who grew up uh, with uh, three day a week church uh, well, actually not three days It's two days a week, but three times, uh, you were at church on Wednesday nights. You were at church on Sunday mornings and you were at church again on Sunday nights. Um, you know, one of my, one of, one of my saddest memories is, is I never got to see, uh, boy, I'm going to date myself. And for all of you who are under, I don't know, really my age, um you you can look this up or talk to somebody my age or older uh you know this was before cable uh before when we only had three channels to choose from on television and so uh you know sunday nights were precious because at six o'clock on sunday nights it wasn't 60 minutes we were watching it was what was it the wonderful world of disney that's right right after the wild kingdom in case you didn't if in the Mutual Omaha's Wild Kingdom we had the Wonderful World of Disney at six o'clock and guess what we were doing right as Wonderful World of Disney was coming on that's right my parents were shoveling us all out into a car to go to church so um I'm one of the ones who, I'm one of the last, probably one of the last ones who grew up with uh, twice a week, three times a week, or or two days a week, three times to be in church. Uh, Nowadays, if you can get people to church one hour a week, uh, you're doing good. Um, And if you can, you know, the average church attendance today is 1.425 or somewhere around there uh, times a month. And that's for regular attenders. So, you know, there's all kinds of reasons people may not be coming to your church. And so one of the things that I believe is that we need to be prepared to meet people where they are, uh, not necessarily where we wish they would be. Um, I I will go ahead and just say it. You know, Jesus didn't spend a whole lot of time in synagogues. Uh, Jesus spent his time in the wilderness. Jesus spent his time out amongst the people. Um John Wesley another famous uh, uh theologian and and church founder uh you know he he built his ministry on meeting people in coal mines and meeting people in prisons meeting people you know where they were and that includes when they were uh you know last week we talked about where and this week we're talking about when and so what does this mean for time not only um uh, are we going to take it out but but times are going to be different. What if we didn't take it anywhere? And what if we kept it at our same church, but we changed the times? Uh, So I said, I would give you some examples so that you could begin to brainstorm your own ministry and your own cultural context, your own community context to see, uh, you know, what kinds of small revisions could you possibly make? Uh, I worked with one church again, that was in this, you know, retail service industry type community. And they realized that Sunday mornings, just, there were a lot of people in their church who could not come on Sunday mornings and so um, but yet they still had people who did come on Sunday mornings so they started looking around and, and talking to people who couldn't come but who wanted to come to church and said well what night of the week can you come they came up with Tuesday night and started a Tuesday night service And so, uh, they specifically, uh, wanted to reach out into the community and say, we're having church on Tuesday night. And by the way, it's the exact same sermon that we preach on Sunday morning. It's the same songs that we sing on Sunday morning. It is a Tuesday night worship service. If you want to come on Sunday morning and Tuesday night, that's fine. But we are building this worship service specifically for people who have Tuesday nights available. Um and and it worked. Um it, in a lot of ways it worked. Now I know a church that started one and it didn't work. And they ended up moving it to a different night of the week. They started it on one night that they thought would work. It didn't work so they moved it to a different night of the week and met success. Um And so the win, uh, I know of one prominent uh, congregation that uh, has a Saturday night church. And so many people say, well, you can't have Saturday night church. Well, I'm sorry. Catholic churches have been doing it for a very long time, having mass on Saturday nights. And some of those Saturday night masses are very crowded. And so this church probably took a look at that and said, hey, guess what? Some people go to church on Saturday night. Let's make our church on Saturday night. And so they moved it to Saturday night and, um, and said, let's, let's just have church on Saturday night. Um, there are churches there that I know that do church every night. Um, they are perfectly fine with having small services and having small congregations. They're not too worried about the number of people that they reach as much as they're worried about being available while talk about putting your community and your people ahead of your leadership. Uh, and saying, we're not worried. If we've got 10 people, that's fine. We're going to, the lights are going to be on and we're going to have a worship service and we're going to praise God. And if you're available, come praise God with us. Uh, and they do it every night of the week. They don't do a morning service. They don't do a Sunday morning service. It's every night of the week, seven days a week. Um, so, you know, what is what? What could be a possible win, When in your community, uh, not only your church community, but your local community? What when? When would be a good time that people could come to your church when they can't come on a Sunday morning? Uh, and. and and you don't have to be super creative with this. And notice, notice I didn't bring the, I'm not combining the where's and the wins, although you could do that. Um, in this case, I'm saying, let's, let's take where out of the equation and let's just look at when. And when could you open the doors of your church and hold a worship service differently from Sunday morning and reach a completely different group of people or even offer a secondary option for people who possibly like me grew up going to church more than once a week take a look at your wins. Uh, What win works for you? Um, There is, I know one church that does a uh, afternoon uh, Bible study every single uh, day of the week. They do a weekly afternoon Bible study for their community. Um, And you would think that, okay, well, that's just all the people who don't work. No, they put it at lunchtime. They serve lunch and People come and they do their lunch there. They they plan for it. They leave work. They come over. They eat lunch. They have a Christian community uh, conversation, and they study the Bible, and they sing a few songs, and really, it's a worship service. It's just got a Bible study hooked into it, and that's when they do church, and and that's their win uh, and their music community because they have full-time uh, music directors or, or musicians on their staff. You know that's part of their job. Uh, the music ministry serves during the week at lunchtime. Uh, there, there is somebody always there who uh, who serves as a musician for that service. So you know, be creative. Reach out beyond the Sunday morning. You know, um, we we spend what. I tell you what, let me paint it this way. And I'm just going to and I'm going to close this I'm going to close this podcast with this and and I hope that this really strikes a chord with you. What if all of that time that you spend sitting in meetings complaining about the people who don't come to church on Sunday morning that you took that time and said, "We're not going to complain anymore. We're going to take who we get on Sunday mornings and we're going to celebrate them." But instead of that, we are going to take our, uh, we're going to take this time and we're going to brainstorm when else can we reach people for Jesus with our, on our church campus, with our music ministry, with our worship ministry, when else can we do that? And anytime somebody brings up who's not there, then instead of trying to figure out how to change things so that they can be there on Sunday morning, how about tra- finding a way to reach them where they are and, um, and open the doors of the church and allow them to come in and meet Jesus uh, in a way that uh, fits into who they are when they are, um, instead of judging them and somehow finding them less than. Uh, I think that's the saddest part of all of this: is that somehow someone is less than if they don't meet our expectations of when to be at church and and when to worship God. Um, but yet, you know, we're un- unable and unwilling to uh to hear their story to understand them uh to not judge their choices as much as we try to uh, guide and shepherd Uh, I would much rather have an opportunity to talk to somebody about Jesus whenever they are available than to say, I want to talk to you about Jesus. I want you to get to know. I want you to know Jesus. I want to introduce you to Jesus. But by the way, that only happens between the hours of 10 and 11 on our campus. And if you can't be there, then well, then there's something wrong with you. Think about that for a minute and think about some of those meetings you've sat in and, and really be honest and say, is that what we're doing? And if so, why are we doing that? Why can't we be creative and find other wins to 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 worship and to offer the ministries of our church? The last thing I'll close with this is, yes, this is also cumulative. So what if you combine the where's and the wins? What if you combine the two of those? Uh-oh, now you've really started reaching out and possibly finding new creative ways to reach people for the Lord. So uh, I hope you have a great week. I hope this challenges you. Uh, Take some time, brainstorm with some friends, uh, reach out to some other churches, talk to them about their wins. Take a look and see when they're offering services in your community and see, you don't have to do it at the same time they do, but see what, uh, talk to them about the decisions that they made. How did they get there? But take some time to do that this week and over the weeks to come and and really consider the wins. Uh, Until then, God bless. I will see you next week. And we will talk about the how. And I will uh, explain that when we get there. But until then, God bless. Uh, I'm praying for you. I'm praying praying for the ministry at your church, and uh, I pray that God will continue to bless all that you can do, all that you do. And I tell you what, I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit really stirs in your heart a new win. W h e n so that you can win. W i n. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Purposed Heart Ministries podcast with Dr. Craig Gilbert. Want more from Craig? Be sure to join us online at purposedheartministries.com. We look forward to having you join us again next week.